Meditation is simply abiding in the self. The supreme self. Not the ego self. The supreme real. Abiding with the self, in the self, and as the self. If you only abide with the self, you're still in duality because you don't realize you are the self. But the more you dwell in the self, the more you melt into and realize you are the one self. But that self is not an entity like the ego is. It's not a one versus others. It's not in duality. And this is why it's so hard for the ego mind to grasp. The ego mind is always seeking an identity that is versus the other. I am I because I am not you. But the Supreme Self is the I that is you, is we, is all, and has no boundaries, and is not structured by language, and therefore first appears as emptiness. When we stop the flow of language in the mind, there is a kind of vertigo that ensues. And often the ego becomes very afraid of the abyss that exists when the mind is silent. And so it wants to fill the mind with words. Even words about meditation and about God, prayers, even the highest, ultimately will become an obstacle. And so first there must be a unification of all the ego's desires to one point, to that desire to achieve liberation from the ego and oneness with the Supreme. But then even that desire to be desireless must be transcended. But many people want to eliminate the desire before they have made their desire one-pointed. And that just results in indifference to the Supreme Self and a justification for remaining with all the ego's desires at a lower level. And so first it requires a tremendous integration of all the desires and a sublimation so that the Kundalini rises into the One Self and is able to abide in Brahman, Okay, abiding in Brahman means brahmacharya. That is the original state of purity. It's the same as the kaivalya state that we have talked about before, where the purusha has extracted itself from prakriti. There's no more interest in matter, in sensuality. Desire falls away naturally. You're not repressing it or suppressing it. It's just not there because you are already all that is. What is there to desire? What is there to fear? This consciousness of the Supreme is deathless and therefore has no fear of death and no desire to gain anything in life. It is that level of consciousness in which one graduates from this phenomenal plane, this school in which we learn what is right and wrong, what creates suffering and what creates joy and bliss. And the ultimate bliss comes simply from abiding as the formless, eternal presence.
And in that state, all problems are resolved, all dualities, all ambivalences, all issues of the ego, all the unconscious fantasies, everything is melted away in the white heat of this presence in the supreme flame. So, although it is an act of doing absolutely nothing, it is the very opposite of laziness. Ramana used to joke that all of us yogis are lazy. You know, we don't do anything. We don't even think. (laughs) But it's the highest achievement to achieve a silent mind. And it requires the utmost power of will to be victorious over the tendencies, the urges of the ego to disperse themselves into the phenomenal plane in the form of addictive drives and anxieties, depression, frustration, anger, fear, all of those lower feelings that produce karmic backlash. So if we want to be free of suffering, all of the sages of every tradition are in agreement, whether it's Christ, Buddha, Krishna, the Tao, they all say the same thing. It's not as if there are different religious paths. There's only one. And that is we must transcend the ego and all of its baggage. But not by repressing, not by fighting with it, not by... uh, trying to get it in alignment from some super-egoic position. No, it can only be done as an act of surrender of pure love of the Supreme Self. It cannot be done any other way. It's that love, the power of love, that dissolves the other pain-causing urges and drives. It's the return of that love from the source within that gives the power to remain at peace and unshaken and undisturbed by any internal drive or any adverse situation coming from the external world. And now there are many adverse situations upon us in the external world and therefore it's no longer a luxury to be in this state. Have you heard that tonight the first coronal mass ejections from the sun are about to hit the earth? You know, the sun uh, has these solar flares, sunspots, and every 11 years or so they become maximum. But apparently this time they've realized that the sun, its flares can be much greater than they ever thought possible and that it will reach a high point in 2012. Coincidence? But they're beginning now. The first rehearsal, the first shot across the bow is actually going to reach the earth this evening. When they are large enough, and this one was a relatively small set of flares, but when they are large enough that the ones they expect to come in the coming months can destroy all of the electric grids of the planet. Civilization may grind to a halt. We have to be prepared for this. Tremendous cataclysms are on the verge of occurring. The ones that have occurred are just minor rehearsals. 
And so this is just one of a long list of phenomena that we must prepare for. So it's no longer a luxury to be in this state of liberation. It's essential for facing the cusp that we are entering, that is the birth into a new age, in which we must be at a higher level of consciousness in order to make the passage through the end of one age and the beginning of another. And we must all grow up psychologically and spiritually very quickly and become centered and stable in every situation. And so, for that reason, it is imperative for each of us so that we can serve not only to stabilize ourselves, but those around us, our loved ones, our communities, to keep a very peaceful, serene, empowered energy field around us to protect us in the times to come. And as we raise our consciousness more and abide more in Brahman, we will also receive information. It's not just energy, love, and joy, but it is information, wisdom, that will help us to navigate through the challenges that we are about to face. And so I hope that all of us will accept the challenge of abiding in Brahman so that we can be lights to the world as we pass through one age into another rather than those who are in terror or who are lost in the darkness of their own egos as we go through this planetary passage together. And the more that we can be in a communion of love with one another, the more that each of us is empowered to advance not only forward in time, but upward into the timeless, eternal bliss that we need to download into this planetary plane to restore the natural world and create the most beautiful outcome of this time of chaos. And each time we meditate, we are contributing to transforming our own minds to be able to carry those highest and subtlest waves of conscious energy so that we become the lighthouses and the transmission points of a planetary grid of consciousness that is growing. And the more that we will be able to receive as well as transmit this energy with all the others who are creating a supportive field for the passage into the next kalpa. And I hope that you will give yourself the blessing of being part of this energy structure, this merkaba that's being created on a planetary level to protect the earth and the souls in this journey of rebirth. Let's meditate.